it's Lisa again here at Don't IEP Alone, the only podcast dedicated to helping parents navigate the IEP process. Um, I also own the website adayinourshoes.com. Sorry if I'm a little slow to start today. I record these ahead of time. A little bit ahead of time it varies but um i'm really been building a bunch up because my son has some neurosurgery coming up and i i you know i don't know how long it's going to take for him to recover we don't even know how long we're going to be out of town or, or in the hospital with him um so i'm trying to get a few scheduled a few blog posts and podcasts ready to publish um so that i can take some time off Um, but I wanted to include this one. It's not about IEPs, but please don't hang up or hang up. Is that really, do we even hang up anymore? Um, I want to talk about insurance just because I've had quite the goings on with insurance over the past year and I've learned a lot. I've always called the IEP process, the knowledge base I wish I didn't have to have, um, And now I have these insurance issues that are the knowledge base I wish I didn't have to have. Um, And I'm not getting political. But the fact is, I love Obamacare. I love ACA. It's not without its faults. It's by far not a perfect system. But as I've been fighting with my insurance company over the past year, Um, it's really Obamacare that has saved my ass or saved his ass time and time again. And without many of the provisions in Obamacare, you know, we wouldn't have been able to accomplish what we've accomplished. I know there's a lot of people that hate Obamacare and I know that there's a lot of people who hate Obama. Um, I'm a fan. I I don't think he was perfect. I wish he would have made education and special education a higher priority than than he did um i was hopeful that we were going to see more change in that arena and we didn't and for that i'm very disappointed but um other than that i mean i'm 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 a fan but but a lot of people i think i get the mandate i get hate i get the being against having to purchase something that makes a lot of sense to me I understand why people don't like that. Um, I personally think we need to go to a single-payer system, but it's not up to me, and that's not a popular point of view with a lot of people. Um, But one thing that really grinds my gears is when you get into a political discussion with someone about Obamacare, and it's like, oh, of course I think Kevin should have insurance. And that's my son. Of course I think Kevin should have insurance. I just hate Obamacare. Like, it just makes no sense because I think to myself, it's Obamacare that saved him. Um, It's Obamacare and ACA that has done away with pre-existing conditions, lifetime caps. I mean, those are are two things that, I mean, the kid's like a walking pre-existing condition. We, he just wouldn't be welcome anywhere at this point. Um, and I'm sure that since, since most companies list a lifetime 
cap of a million dollars. My guess is that he's way over that by now. And again, I don't, I just don't even know what we would do without ACA. Um, But there's another provision that I've learned in recent months about ACA that I think more people need to know about. And that is this provision of an IRO, which stands for independent review something. I forget. I need to look that up. But anyway, when you're, you know, you ask for something and your insurance company says no, right? And we're so used to being told no. We're so exhausted with being told no all the time as special needs parents. But so your insurance company says no and they send you the information to appeal it and you appeal it. So that's what I did. He needed this or he needs this expensive. I get it. It's brain surgery. It's expensive. And we have like a little joke in our house. That's all this is going on that we say, well, actually, in our case, it is brain surgery because we've been trying to get my son a neurosurgery to decrease his seizures. It's the only therapy out there right now that's shown any kind of promise for him. Um, He has a very complex form of epilepsy. It's very drug resistant. He's been on more things than I can even count. Um. The other surgical options that are out there are, first of all, they're destructive to the brain. This is um, basically the first brain surgery for, for epilepsy that is not destructive to the brain. Most of them, they're actually going in and removing part of the brain. That's just the thinking that, hey, if the um, seizures are occurring in this part of a person's brain, well, let's just go in and take that part of the brain out. I mean, that's just the, it's a little antiquated thinking. I understand many people have done it and have had successful outcomes and it's still acceptable in the medical community today to do many of these things. None of them showed any promise for him basically because of where seizures are occurring and some of these surgeries only stop one type of seizure and he's having multiple types of seizures. So anyway, so we find this neurosurgery and it's a different type of device that they're going to implant in his head problem is it's very new shows a lot of promise but it has limited data and for right now it's only approved for 18 and up and he's not 18 however the skull stops growing when you're 12 so basically a 12 year old skull is the same size as, as an 18 year old's and um so there's no harm there it's an acceptable off-label use to do this device or use this device on children 12 to 18. It would not be acceptable off-label use, you know, for like a one-year-old because obviously their skull is going to continue to grow significantly. Um, and, and you can't, you know, you can't put a device in there. <clears throat> so anyway, we did a ton of research. He's been to, I want to say at least half a dozen neurologists and I think he's visited with three or four different neurosurgeons on our options for him and this team in New York City was the only team that showed us any kind of hope or promise and willingness to want to help him not that the others didn't want to help him but a lot of people you know how I talk about when teachers get into a rut and that this is just how we do things 
like they just get stuck in this rut of well this is how we do things and so that's what we're going to do um i'm i've found that with a lot of the medical community and epilepsy and it was just a lot of shrugging and well he's always going to have a lot of seizures and that's just it they would shrug and well he's going to have always going to have a lot of seizures um and that wasn't acceptable to me and we were only able to find one team who also you know that wasn't acceptable to them that they didn't just shrug well he's always going to have a lot of seizures um because he started having seizures at nine and and I knew pretty much within a few weeks that we can't live like this the rest of our life it's it's a horrible quality of life so anyway so we're find the surgery find a really supportive team find one of the best neurosurgeons literally in the world who's willing to do it it's off-label use it's accepted it's an accepted medical practice to use this off-label and the insurance company says no right of course they did that's their job they're for-profit I hate the for-profit insurance industry. I think they should all burn in hell because they, you can't tell me that you're patient-focused and that you want to help patients when you have shareholders. You just, it, there's, you can't, you can't mesh the two together. But that's where we are in this country. So we appeal. We did one appeal and it was declined. And when it, and I hired a health advocate for this. There's such a thing think about this there's a whole cottage industry built up i talked about you know there's this whole industry built up for people to fight their school district on their iep there's a whole cottage industry built up for people to fight with your insurance company it's it's there's lawyers there's advocates there's big agencies just based on the premise that you are going to fight with your health insurance company which is just insane to me when i know how much gets taken out of my husband's pay each month for this service and then we have to fight for it but anyway so I hire a health advocate and she looks at this first denial and I just looked at the word denied and I said fuck you and closed it back up and she called me and she said um well we're going to appeal this again because this appeal was done by an OBGYN and I was just floored because this is again this is acceptable this is where we are in our society today that the for-profit healthcare system and their lobbyists have made this okay, that it is perfectly acceptable and it is perfectly legal for an OBGYN to make healthcare decisions about my son's epilepsy. That's crazy. That is crazy to me. So we appealed again. And this time we asked for a same specialty reviewer which is something you need to do. Again, it's that, you know, I, I, I guess, I think we submitted the help, the first, um, we submitted the first appeal without the advocate. So I didn't have her double checking all these things. So she informed me between the first and the second that you have to ask for a same specialty reviewer, which we did. Um, and the second one was declined. So we're kind of running out of hope. And... There's a third level of appeal, which not a lot of people know about, and it's relatively new in that it is a provision of Obamacare. And if Obamacare and ACA go away, as has been proposed um, several times, if it goes away, this option goes away. But there's this IRO option where you send the, you get to do another appeal, 
and it goes to an independent reviewer. Okay, without that provision of an IRO, your insurance company is going to have final say. So that's just something to think about if you are an Obamacare, an ACA hater. You know, you need to think about these things. I know a lot of people go on and on about um, pre-existing conditions and lifetime caps and all that stuff. But the IRO is an important one, too. It basically leaves all patients without an option beyond appealing your insurance company. Because when you appeal your insurance company, all they do is they compare your appeal to what their policy says. And I know this because I have two denied appeals and both of them explicitly say, here's what you've asked for. Here's what our policy says. Our policy says that we don't have to cover this, so we're not covering it. We're not paying for it. The IRO is that option and our independent reviewer said in no, in no uncertain terms that this surgery is acceptable. It is widely accepted in the medical community as off-label use. And this family is, or this child, is, it's his only option. And he's in an intolerable situation. Um, and that was really hard to read. Cause I mean, it was very validating that, thank God, someone finally fucking saw it my way. Um, that it, because this is an intolerable situation that we've been living for the past four years. Um, but the independent reviewer looks at the situation and what is accepted medically and what is, what are the medical standards for this issue? They didn't just look at the policy because you're never going to win competing against your policy. None of us has health insurance. We don't. We don't have health insurance. Insurance, by definition, means you can call on it when you need it, when you're in a situation, when you're in a crisis, when you're in a healthcare emergency, you call on your insurance to pay for it. That's not what any of us has. What we have is a health membership. You have a health care membership. And your membership includes certain things like annual visits and flu shots and um, pap smears. And things like that. That's what your health care plan, your health care membership includes. And you have a whole giant list of what it includes. And then there's an even bigger list of what it doesn't include. And if you ask for something that it doesn't include, they're going to tell you no. And without this IRO option, there's no incentive for them to ever say yes. Okay. So next time, you know, if, if you want to hate ACA, go ahead and hate it. I don't care. I mean, I do care, but at least be knowledgeable because there's just so much, you know, remove President Obama's name from it and look at it as a standalone policy and law and statute and what it covers before you hate it. Because the healthcare system is an even bigger mess than the education system. And that's a hot mess. And as parents to disabled children, you know, we need to keep this going for them. Because they're going to need their insurance long after we're dead. 
we have to get this set up for them now. So, okay. Sorry for getting a little political there. Um, sorry for going on a tangent, but really, um, and you know, don't read about it if you don't have to. Honestly, I, I made it, you know, 11 or 12 years into Kevin's life without having to know all these intricacies about the healthcare system and ACA. But every time that ACA is proposed to be repealed, it's not coincidence that every disability rights group and every special needs foundation and charity in this country stands up and says, no, 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 no. You can't do this. You can't take this away from us. It, it boggles my mind when, when special needs parents are against things like ACA. Um, and it just tells me that you're probably not informed as to how much your kid really needs it and how much your kid really stands to lose if it goes away. Or either that or you're independently wealthy, which may be. And hey, good for you if you are. Um, I'm not. I can't afford this brain surgery on my own. And I've tried to go fund me. Um, and they are very hard to do. Some people make it look easy, but it's not that easy. So um, that's it. That's all I have for today. Um, if you are having insurance struggles, don't stop. Just like with the IEP process, don't stop. Go with your gut. At least until you get to the IRO, you you still have options. Um, you're not out of options yet if you haven't used IRO. So, um, and there's, it's it's not it's not at all the same as you know exercising your procedural safeguards or filing for due process or anything like that. Um, your your child's medical team should work with you on these appeals, and um, you know if I can do it, anybody can. You really can. So, good luck. Stay tuned. Um, I do not have a corresponding blog post on this yet on, on filing insurance appeals, but you can always head over to adayinourshoes.com. I am sure that I will have be publishing one soon. So take care and have a great day.
Wait. 